thrive. Visual A. Visual A. For those people over here. I'll change it over this way later on, right? Thank, thank you, Leroy. Look at that. On special abundance at night. So good to be in the house today. Who's excited? We've got a Excited little group over here. What about this group over here? You real, are you excited? Down deep, you're really excited. Okay, that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, you know, when uh, when I got asked to uh, to speak on uh, today, and they gave me the the uh, the like for the the month of Thrive, and I was like, this is cool because I love I love thriving. I love being around people who are thriving. And uh, thriving is always, as, you know, because when I first heard thrive, I, I remembered this, and it's like this is weird, because it's you know what, it's it's I'm building, I'm building. Remember, like Zara, Zara says, Zara says, wait, wait for the song. It builds just here. It's building, it's building. So that's where Zara gets it from. So um, it's building, Brad. It's building. Okay. Building excitement, anticipation. You can't. You don't know what revelation is going to come out of this packet. But I, thought, I didn't. I didn't really either until I read it this morning. Um, but, but it says here, all-purpose soluble fertilizer. And I and I think you know we need some of this soluble fertilizer today because you know fertilizer. What does fertilizer do? It helps us grow. And so the word this morning is going to wash over you because it's soluble. <laughs> oh, I tell you, yeah. I'll speak to this group over here. <laughs> These are soluble Christians, all right? They're allowing them to, to, to go deep down, okay? It's, it's not going to remain unsoluble. So, so this is all part of, of and, and, I, and I started to read it, and it's like it says this, if I can read it. It says, uh, thrive feeds through the leaves and roots as you water. And I'm thinking, all right, God, you've given us leaves and, and you've given us roots. How do we, how do we, so we get the roots, we start to develop them through what's being given. And God is washing over us this morning, the water, washing of the water of the word. The word's going to wash us. It's going to strengthen us. It's going to cause us to thrive because now we're going to get our roots down deep. Come on. You understand? Hear, hear what the Lord is speaking to us this morning about. Maybe I better pray first. Maybe that's, that's a better idea. Okay. Let, let's, <laughs> let's pray. Thank you, Father. Some of you have switched on right yet because we haven't prayed. So, Father, I thank you today. Lord, that you have brought us together. Lord, that we are a family. And Lord, we thank you for this family gathering. We thank you, Lord, that we, you said we're one or more out there. You are in the midst, Father. You are here this morning. We thank you, Father, for the atmosphere. We thank you for the foundation that you have built in this place. And Lord, we give you all the praise and honor. And we say, Lord, have your way this morning. Open up our ears. Let us hear what you're saying to your church, to forever house, Father, today. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thrive. Thrive means to prosper, to be successful, to grow or develop vigorously, and to flourish. 
Who wants to thrive? Yes. Come on, we all want to thrive. We thrive. Listen, sometimes we, we, we there's, there's hard times, but listen, we can still thrive in the hard times. When you're connected to God, when you when you remain in Him, when you come to that place where He is everything, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You are going to thrive in the times, the tough times, the good times. It doesn't depend on what we're going through. We're up and down all over the place. God says, I want you to remain. And when we remain, there's a, there's a rock steadiness about it. There's a foundation that we have that where people can see what you're going through, but you're still the same. Come on. And they understand. It's like, that's, that's, that's like the, the, uh, the, the lighthouse in this world. People of this world are looking. Why aren't you going through what we're going through? Why aren't you? Why are you so successful and we're not? Why have you got a great family and we haven't? There's something different about us. Come on. There should be something different about you. We have to stand out. We're not to blend in. See, some people are like, oh, but I don't want to stand out. Well, why? God's called you to stand out. And God's wanting us to raise the standard. And so thrive. When I look at that, Proverbs 14, 11 says, The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the house or the dwelling place of the righteous will flourish. The house of the righteous, the dwelling place of the righteous, or the place where the righteous are is going to flourish. Why? Because we're going to start thriving. We're going to start to push off, the, uh, push away the old, push your, break off all the old disappointments of, of the past seasons and what happened last time. God is wanting us to thrive. We're learning from our examples. We're learning from other examples. We're learning from mistakes. But there comes a time where it's like, okay, we don't have to make all the mistakes to learn. We can learn by others, but then we learn by ourselves so that we don't have to go there again and we grow. The very first thing that God said to mankind, what was it? In Genesis 1.28, says God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. What is it talking about? It's talking about thriving. It's talking about coming alive. Why are we here? What are we doing here? What is the meaning of life? Is it just to go through a daily routine and just make it? Come on, God doesn't want us just to, to, to survive. He wants us to, to thrive. There's no use just surviving. So I was like, oh, God, I just made it through another day. Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't know I could do that. And all of a sudden, you made it through another day and another week and another year. And what, what, what's God showing to you? He's saying, listen, I didn't call you just to survive. You are to thrive. You are more than a conqueror. Come on. There's some, some, some things you've got to understand in your life that if you listen to the world, the world will just tell you, just survive. Listen, it's a tough time right now. But when God is saying, hey, listen, this isn't a tough time. This is the time I want you to thrive. This is the time that I want you to show up. This is the time I want you to push in. This is the time I want you to, to pioneer. This is the time I want you to increase faith. Come on. But what better, how better to show off God in a time where no one else is making it, but you are. And it's like, why are you making it? Well, I'm glad you asked. God is on my side. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. All things are working for, for my good. <laughs> Why? Because you're thriving. It's, it's a, you've got to get the right mentality, you get the right thoughts. You've got to break off the old thought pattern that's trying to hold you down and keep you small. Be fruitful. 
multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Come on. They're not just making it words. They're powerful, thriving words. We're pushing through. Come on. It talks about the end time church. We're not just hanging on, but we're overtaking. We're pushing through. We're breaking into new ground. Fruitful means to be full of fruit, producing good results, profitable, abounding, producing an abundant growth, being productive. Interesting, the opposite of fruitful is barren. This is a year of birthing. Remember, we're birthing, we're producing, we're, we're bringing forth, forth the, the, the fresh ideas, the dreams, the aspirations. This is the year. We're being fertile. Come on, you are fertile. Look the person next to you. Is that you're fertile? You're fertile. In a, in a spiritual way. Come on. Amen. Could be natural. I mean... God is doing amazing things right now. But listen, there comes a time where God continues to help you and to fertilize you and to give you what you need, the right words, the anointings, everything like that. There comes a time where you have to start producing. Come on. God's not doing it for nothing. To be fruitful. We must be in a productive state where what you do, whether it's work or ministry, comes natural. All of a sudden, it's just natural. You're naturally fruitful. Why? Because God is implanted in you, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a seed of greatness. You're going to see the greatness in you. You just can't, you just can't but not produce. Come on. Coconut tree doesn't produce apples. It's like, I'm sick of that. Coconut and apple. Why don't we do that? No, a coconut tree produces coconut. Why? Because it's in its DNA. That's who it is. That's what it is. It can't produce anything else. So why are we producing strange fruit? It's a, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> why? Come on. It's already in us, who we are, what we are. We are to produce after our own kind. Come on, what kind are we? We're God's kind of people. God is our Father. He is our strength. We are hooked with Him. We are in Him. We should be able to produce what God is saying. We should be producing. We should be reproducing reproducers who reproduce other reproducers. Why? Because our God is a reproducer. He loves family. He's talking about family. He's talking about building families and generations. How do you do that? He's got a long-term view on things. Sometimes we've just got a short-term. It's like, I wonder how long Greg's going to preach today. It's like, you know, we, get, we don't have lunch anymore here, so we have to go out. <laughs> and, and, and we've got a line-up behind, you know, Hillsong comes out. And it's like, yeah. all of a sudden they're taking over the whole lines there. Garden City. <laughs> Come on. Are we thinking long term or are we just thinking of our own needs? It's got to be generation. It's got to be family. It's not just our normal, natural family, but it's the family that God has connected us to. Are we looking after our own family? Or are we just looking after ourselves? 1 John chapter 3. Verse 9 says, it talks about here that the seed remains in us, that Holy Spirit seed of greatness. 
that Holy Spirit seed is also called the sperma because it produces, it, it brings forth life that's in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Dwells means it stays, it resides in you. You have the seed of greatness. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Come on, what else do you need? Well, I need a lot more than that. Do you know who the Holy Spirit is? Do you know that he has been given to us? When Jesus said to the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem until you have been endured with power through Holy Spirit. He said, do not leave. He's thinking this is pretty important. Holy Spirit is incredible, gives you all you possibly need, and, and, and through Holy Spirit gives you revelation, understanding, and you move in power and authority, gives you boldness, gives you, gives you, gives you courage. You need to do a study on, on Holy Spirit. What is Holy Spirit? What does He do? How does He help us? I tell you what, you'll be fired up, you'll be thriving, absolutely thriving. Listen, your career should be fulfilling to you, honoring God, producing fruit all at the same time. We don't have to think, well, I've got to do this over here, and then I've got to do this over here. No, because when you're thriving, you produce wherever you go. You're producing. You just There's fruit just coming out of you at work, at school, at play, wherever you are. It's coming out of you. People see it. People want it. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 12 says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And verse 10, And we pray this, in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, and you may please him in every way, bearing fruit, bearing fruit, bearing fruit in every good work, growing, in the knowledge of God. And at 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of the kingdom of light. I tell you, there is so much revelation in that. There is so much information. There is so much there for us to grab a hold just in those few scriptures. What are you doing? Why are you? Why are you living your life? Is it just to make it, or is it to thrive? Is it to give God all the glory? Is it to show people how God is, how powerful He is, and what He can do in a life? Come on, like yours. Listen, you just don't have one testimony like when you got saved. That's your only testimony. If that's it, that's a sad life. You need some more testimonies of what God has done in you and through you. You need testimony after testimony after testimony because that's powerful to people. You just don't want to live on one on one little word. I mean, powerful as it was. But it's got to change your life. It changed my life. When I gave my life to the Lord, all of a sudden I realized, man, I thought I had a good life, but I tell you, this is the best life yet. Every day I wake up and say, God, what's going to happen today? Because it's, it's, you're excited about life. Come on, when you're thriving, you get excited. You don't wake up and say, oh, God, it's morning. 
Instead, you wake up and say, Oh God, it's morning! Woohoo! <laughs> Same words. <laughs> different feeling, different sensation, different mindset. Come on. Now it's like, oh God, I gotta get up. Now it's like, God, I gotta get up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I looked at this scripture in verse uh, in Ezekiel verse uh, chapter forty-seven. I'm not too sure what verse it is, but Ezekiel forty-seven. We here we see a life-changing vision by an angel who brings it to Ezekiel, and he tells him to measure this stream that's flowing out from underneath the temple. And as the two walk, Ezekiel and this angel walk, uh, talking about the stream, it turns into a river, and then the river flows into the sea. And all along this river, there are trees bearing fruit, and there are leaves for healing. There are all kinds of fish swimming in the river, and fishermen making a living on both sides of this river. I believe this is a picture of what our lives should be like. It should be a thriving place. It should be a place of abundance. It should be a place where people can come for healing, where they can come for fruit, where you start to impart and you start to help and, and you start to pray and you start to intercede. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are. It's not always going to be in a lovely little conducive place like church where the whole atmosphere is like, oh, yeah, I can, I can do that. In church, I can do that. I can pray for someone in church. But what happens when you meet someone in a crowded Bunnings area? Okay, if you haven't got it, today's message was brought to you by Bunnings. <laughs> when she goes there, I, I, I shut up. It's like, oh God, what is she going to get me to do now? <laughs> what do I have to build? What do I have to dig? <laughs> so, what was I saying? So, this is part of what God is saying. Listen, you should already have it. It doesn't matter. If, if it's, listen, if it's in the church, sometimes we're, we sort of, yeah, yeah, I can do this, we can step out. But whatever it is, in a, in a crowded place, your workplace, or, or, or anywhere else outside of the church, what are you going to do? I'll, I'll pray for them uh, under my breath. Thank you, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Oh, oh. Heartfelt prayer, God. Yes, but what is it if it is to actually mouth it and say it and so that they can actually hear? What are you going to do about that? Oh, I, I would pray, God, send somebody. Send somebody to them. Well, you're there. You're his arms and his legs. You're there. You have been empowered. You have been endured. You have been given the Holy Spirit power. And you ooze. Come on. You ooze thriveness. You ooze this. It should be oozing out of you. You, could, you can't wait. God, I know that there are so many people that you have got for me. When we wake in the, in the, in the, the morning time, we know before we even go to, to bed that day, there's going to be people that you're going to have there that is going to be perfectly situated for a miracle. Some of these people need miracles. Some of them, they just need a prayer. Some of them need just a shoulder to cry on. It doesn't matter who it is. You don't even have to be looking for it. It finds you. 
people will find you and come up and just start sharing. They go, I got no idea why I'm sharing this with you. But you do. Because they see something in you. People who are thriving is like this. This river. Where does it come from? It's from? It comes from the throne room of God first. See, that's where, that's, that's where we need to have this, this river flowing through us. It's coming from God through us. There's no strange streams coming through. It's like, you know, that the, the try and makes the mixture up and confuses things. No, this is coming from, from the throne room of God. When you push into Him, when you come to that place, talks about in Daniel, those who know their God, those who have an intimacy, those who have a closeness, those who know His mind, His will, those who know Him, says, shall do. Exploits are being added in there because they just couldn't finish with do. But you know what? We shall do. What do we shall do? We shall do lots of things. Come on. We're going to do lots of things, not just exploits. But God is just saying, we need to be doers. <laughs> you shall do. Come on. Not you shall think about it. Not that you shall pray about it. Not that you shall send someone else. You shall do. Hallelujah. You know what? Pruning produces more fruit. We don't like to be pruned. Some of these trees that I've seen in the bushes that I've seen, it's like they prune right back. I remember this one time in Indianapolis. It's like this beautiful tree that was there. The next day, they're chopping this whole thing almost down to nothing. And I said to our pastor who we were staying with, I said, oh, what a shame. It's like that tree was beautiful. I remember, you know, jogging past it for years and it's just so nice. And he said, yeah, but what happens is that we're going to have a really heavy snow season. So what, what will happen is that the snow will rest upon those branches and it will actually crack the tree and it may even uh, uh, make the tree die. And I'm going, whoa, okay. See... God knows what he's doing. He's pruning us. And sometimes he's got to take us right back in a heavy season or in a tough season so that we've got, we've got nothing out there that, that the enemy can load us down with and crack us. And then all of a sudden we're exposed and everything can happen. God wants to prune you. Pruning is good. Pruning actually produces more flowers, more fruit. That's what God is doing. Allow God to prune you. Allow people to speak into your life. That's pruning. John chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. Gardeners know how to prune. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. He will cut off what bears no fruit. He is not going to have this old dead limb sticking out anywhere that's going to cause a, a, a rot or anything like that. He is going to cut it off. It's not producing. It's not producing. Listen, that's why God says, I want you to produce. Because it bears no fruit, while, other, while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that you will be more fruitful. 
He prunes the branches so you'll be more, uh, more fruitful. Allow him to do those things in our life. Allow him to take some things off. And you think, God, that was a bit harsh. But then you understand, God, you know exactly what you're doing. It feels tough. It feels like it feels like you're naked because all of a sudden everything is gone. It's like you're just sitting there like a little stomp. It's like, gosh. All of a sudden it's like yeah, you soon find out whether you're humble or not. But if you allow God to do it, that's fine. Before we go any further, where's Dan? I want to give you this, Dan. She's been on my heart. <laughs> Dan and Holly, just stand up. Just Dan. Yeah, and, and I know Holly's yeah, but yeah, you you're one. Anyway, so I wanna I wanna pray for you because as soon as I uh, I felt like I wasn't gonna take this on, I just need to sew it. <laughs> and you got a new guy? Well, see, I love God. I, he, see, he knows about the little things. He wants your God to, to thrive. So let's put our hands towards Dan and Holly right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, there's no distance in the spirit, so Holly's right here. Father, we thank you for Dan and Holly. We bless them. We thank you, Father. Lord, even as you showed me about this message and about this packet of thrive that, 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 that helps us grow and gives the right nutrients. I hear the Lord saying, son and daughter, that you have been ones that as you have stayed, as you have been planted, God is going to increase. There's going to be much in the way of, of uh, uh, like those roots going down. There's going to be a foundation that God has put in you that's going to grow even stronger and stronger. It's going to go along over the generations, says God, not just your generation, but others as well. For the Lord says, I've given you a, a, a revelation and understanding. I've given you even that ability to teach, to train, to activate. And I see the laying hands on people. And you're going to see the miraculous. You're going to see healings. And I hear the Lord saying, son and daughter, you have done well. But now I'm increasing. God has given you more because he's wanting more. And so the Lord says, even now, with this, there's going to be so much more of that understanding. But even the anointing of God is going to be stronger upon you. There's much in the way of fruit that you're going to see and that there's a thriving that is coming. And it's not just a lovely green bush, but it, it is the one that, that you will see the greenness because of the, the shrubs and, and the, the new growth. But you'll also see the fruit that is going to come. And I hear the Lord saying, even it was as it was in, in Daniel, uh, uh, sorry, in Ezekiel there, talks about these ones, these trees. Every, every month they produced. Every month. It wasn't like, oh, we'll have you know, every year that they'll produce a crop. Every month. So that's why God is saying, son and daughter, you are going to be so fruitful in me and for me. And you're going to see much in the way of growth in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, look at that. That's amazing. Holly just got transported. I, I, I had my eyes open, then I closed it and she was there. This is amazing. This is, this is, this is. You, you can come and get it now because people will be wanting this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's, uh, let's quickly give you some keys to thriving. Yeah, you've already got some, but here's some more. You first must be planted. That's the first thing to thriving. You've got to be planted. You can't just sort of flip from here to there and all over the place because you're going to end up stunted. And what will actually, you'll actually end up 
uh, withering away. And you will never be able to come into what God has for you in that, in that fullness. When you're planted, I mean, you can be in a pot plant and you can thrive. But I tell you what, when you come out of that pot plant and you put it into the ground, all of a sudden now you're starting to get more roots. Now you're starting to get some big tap roots that go down. All of a sudden now you're coming into what God has. You've got to be planted first. Psalm 92 verses 12 and to 14 says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. You shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall bear fruit in old age. Come on. God is no respecter of people or ages. You'll bear fruit, still bear fruit in old age. They shall be, one translation says fat, but I, you know, I like the other one. It says fresh. <laughs> you can be fresh. You can be fat. You can be fertile. You can and you can still flourish. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of S there. But anyway, uh, but you understand. This is what God is saying. It doesn't matter. Once you are planted. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's what you have done in that time. You've got those roots down deep. I tell you, some of the best fruit are some of the with uh, the oldest trees. Because they've gone through and they've gone through some stuff and they, and you've seen it. And I tell you, they're still being pruned back, but they bring forth the best fruit. Oh. And all the old people said, yeah. But I love that about God. He, had, he doesn't leave anybody out. It's not just the young and up and comings. We need them, but we also need the older people as well because they've got so much wealth of wisdom and knowledge and revelation and they can help us out. They've gone through some things and we can learn from them on those areas. I tell you, I love it about what they've been through and how they've, they've uh, survived over these times, but they've also thrived as well. And I believe that this, in order to thrive, you've got to be planted in a good local church forever house. It's a great local church. Come on. It helps your soil to be fertile. It gives away packets of fry. A packet of fry. <laughs> it helps you. Come on. The anointing upon this house, the atmosphere, the teaching, the, the, the impartation, Holy Spirit, come. Listen, this, this, is a, this is a great place to thrive. It's not just a pl great place just to survive. We're thriving in this place. We're going to give you what you need. So it's not just being planted. <laughs> I hear that voice. <laughs> You must be planted. Then the next thing about thriving is that you've got to remain in God. In John chapter 15, verses 4 to 8, this is what Jesus is saying here. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. What does that mean? What does remaining mean? It means to abide. It means to be united with a living faith. Live a life of dependence on God and obey his decrees. Imitate him. Listen, if you want to imitate somebody, imitate Jesus. <laughs> it's a pretty good life to be imitated of. Imitate him. Constantly exercise faith. That if you remain attached to me, I will remain with you and I will teach you and I'll guide you and I'll comfort you. This is what it talks about, to remain. 
Then it says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. God wants you to remain in him. He is our source. He is, he is everything to us. He is our lifeblood. If we remain in him, we're going to see what is in him flow through us. Come on. It's going to flow through us. Because we're connected, we're, we, are, we are grafted into the vine. We are now, we are now got great, great, amazing root system. And now we're tapping into that. I am the vine and you are the branches. Hallelujah. Let's go down. The next one. Dig a deep foundation. Dig a deep foundation. To be thriving, you must have a deep foundation. Luke 6. 47 to 49 says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens, uh, listening to my teaching, and then follows it. It's a person who builds a house, who digs deep and lays a foundation on the rock. And when the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it's a well-built house. But anyone who hears and disobeys is like a person who builds a house on the ground or the sand without a foundation. The floods come in. And I tell you, beats against the house and it will collapse and it will end up in a heap of ruins. When we build our foundation on God, when we have that right foundation, listen, you start to thrive when you know you got a deep foundation. And sometimes you take, you have to, you have to spend years digging that foundation. Do not lessen the time that God wants you to build that foundation. I know I've said this a number of times, but probably the first half a dozen prophetic words that I got was about, Greg, build the foundation. Dig the foundation deep. And I'm thinking, God, is that it? Is that all you've got? Every word that I get is dig the foundation. Am I not digging the foundation? And I mean, that could have been right. But then I thought, maybe, maybe it's a big foundation. Maybe it's a deep foundation for what God has up ahead. I had no idea. I just had to be obedient. I've got to dig a foundation. And if God says, dig the foundation, keep digging the foundation. Because you never know what you are going to be doing, where you're going to be going, who you're going to be ministering to. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm in, up in uh, Papua New Guinea on Tuesday, and I'm going to be speaking to some of the upcoming uh, leaders and uh, business people up there. But I'm excited because of what God is doing in Papua New Guinea right now. They've got a new prime minister who's a Christian prime minister. And he said this. He said he believes in the next 10 years that Papua New Guinea is going to be the first black Christian nation that is going to be the most successful and the most wealthiest in the whole world. I tell you, he's got a vision. This guy's got a vision. He loves the Lord. He's, he's passionate about God. And, and, I, and I know that there's a timing in all this. That's why I'm so excited about going up there next week to be able to be part of what God is doing in that great nation. I'm going to be dealing with a number of things, and so you know, we need your prayer as well. So we're going to dig a deep foundation. Keep digging until God says, okay, you can stop now. You've got to have a strong prayer life to be fruitful, to be uh, thriving. Remember, this is a year of prayer. Are you going to let the whole year go by? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a year of prayer. Oh, wow. I'll catch the next one. No, no. Year of prayer means year of prayer. It means praying more than you have before. 
It means getting into the presence of God, getting into the face of God, praying, not just for your needs, but praying for other people's needs, praying for the church, praying for forever house, praying for whatever it might be. This is a year of prayer. The Bible talks about the ninth hour being the time of prayer. And we've spoken this in, in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, when Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And listen, before they even got to the prayer meeting, they saw a miracle happen. As someone who had been lame from birth uh, was all of a sudden instantly healed. When they said, listen, I haven't got silver or gold because that's what he was after. Listen, people will come to you and say, I want this. But you'll say, listen, I haven't got that. But I tell you what, what I do have, I want to give to you. I want to see you healed. I want to see, listen, no more beggars. No more trying, oh God, look at me and look at what's happened even from birth. I can't do anything. But listen, with the power of God in you. Come on, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can pray for that person and all of a sudden they're healed and they don't have to beg anymore. They can go out and get a job. They can do whatever they want to do then. But you've got to put yourself in that place. They were on the way to the prayer meeting. Come on. Strong. You've got to have a strong prayer life. I shared this before as well with, with the, in James chapter 5, verse 17. James talks about Elijah. He says, Elijah was a man of like nature. Or what it, what it means, uh, Elijah was a man just like us. And with fervent prayer, he prayed for it not to rain. And it did not rain upon the earth three and a half years. It's incredible. Elijah says, was a man just like us. Just like us. He was a person just like us. And it says that he, as a fervent prayer, his prayer went out and it stopped the rain for three and a half years. How amazing is that? How powerful is that? And listen, it's Elijah just like us. You've got to understand your prayers are powerful. You've got to understand that's why the devil doesn't want you to pray. Doesn't want you to get in the prayer closet. Doesn't want you to find out how God wants you to pray. The disciples said Jesus teaches how to pray because they saw the importance. They saw the amazing uh, uh, revelation as, as Jesus prayed. Saw things happen. Powerful. Teach us how to pray. Tell you what, it took, a long, it took much longer for Elijah to pray for the rain than it did for it to stop. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep pushing through. Took him seven times to pray. One time to stop the rain. Seven times to make it rain again. Oh boy, did it rain. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. How to thrive. Stay hungry. Psalm 42 verse 1. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. David here, you understand, David loved God. He had a heart after God. And it says here, my heart, I, I, he, says, he says, my soul longs for you. Longs for you like a deer pants for the water. Like that deer has to have water to satisfy it. God, my soul has to have you to satisfy it. Have we got that hunger Matthew 5, verse 6, blessed are those ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Not just for anything, for righteousness. 
for they will be filled. Listen, if you want to stay, if you want to stay hungry, is a key. Want to stay hungry? Fast. <laughs> that one's right. That one down. Yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> Pray in tongues. First Corinthians 12 talks about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Again, the nine in this 2019, there's something about the gifts of the Spirit. God wants you to start to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. God gives us one gift for ourselves, and that's the talking tongues, speaking tongues. Why? Because it edifies us. It lifts us up. It encourages us. This is how you thrive. Come on. This is a great opportunity. You don't have to ring up the pastor. Oh, pastor, please pray for me. You can get down on your knees or you can sit, you can stand, you can do whatever. You can drive and pray in tongues. Don't just close your eyes, though. <laughs> but praying in tongues, what is it? it edifies you. Come on. When you're down, it edifies you. It lifts you up. Come on. Woo! It energizes you. Powerful stuff. Refreshes, revives, re-energizes. It edifies us, strengthens us. Another key is read your Bible. It's not just there for a paperweight. Dust it off. Get into the Word. So easy now with all the devices that we've got. We've got the Word. You, listen, I don't know how many Bibles I've got on my, on my device. There's no excuse anymore. Get into the Word of God. It will cause you to thrive. You'll come alive. Come. Holy Spirit, wisdom, revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and revelation as you read the Word. Because if you don't, it'll, it'll be boring and it'll put you to sleep. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring forth wisdom and revelation out of the Word. I tell you what, that will be amazing. You, you'll be like, boom. Oh, whoa, slow down, Holy Spirit, too much revelation. I've got to write all this down. It's just going to be like that. It's going to fly. So much is in the Word. Study to show yourself approved. So many gems and words in season. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Come on. Allow, allow the water of the word to wash over you. Connect with others. Stay with your tribe. Remember, there are 12 tribes in Israel. Find yours. Find where you fit. Come on. They're like you. They're like-minded, like-spirited. That's when people come into forever. It's like, oh, I feel at home. <laughs> There's something about this place. We're thinking the same things. We're going the same direction. Like-minded, like-spirited, iron sharpening iron. Run to the battle. People who thrive don't run away. They run to the battle. David ran to Goliath. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego kept on walking. They could have just thought, you're beauty. No guards here to take us in. We're not going in now. That was where they were going. That's where they were supposed to go. They just kept on walking. Into the fire. Come on. This is not just a spiritual fire. This is a real fire. You know how hot a fire is? 
Don't try it, all right? But it's hot. You can't, you, you can't touch anything. They just kept on walking. They didn't turn and walk away or run away. They kept walking right through the middle of the fire. It wasn't until the middle of the fire, all of a sudden, someone saw Jesus is with them. The Son of God is there. Their bonds were loose. Things just fell off them. They kept on walking, kept on walking out to the other side. And when they come out the other side, people probably probably got clothes from them because everything's going to be burned off them. It's like they come out. They didn't even have a singe mark on them. They didn't even smell like they'd been in the fire. How do you do that? It's got to be God. Walk through the fire that God has for you. It will help you. It won't kill you. You'll deal with your flesh. Listen, people who thrive tired. Amen. I hear those three voices. <laughs> Come on. Learn how to be generous, not just giving money, but your time. God doesn't need your money. Popular, yeah, I mean, people think that's all God wants. You don't always want your money. No, God doesn't want your money. Keep your thinking money. If that's if that's who you are, I'm not giving God a law. They asked me, they asked me last week. What's this every week thing? <laughs> but when you're a giver, it's like, God, what do you want me to give? You ask God. See, people who don't want to give don't ask God because they don't want to hear. Oh, they can hear very clear. All right. They just choose not to do what he's asked them to do. Like that rich young ruler, remember him when, when he said to Jesus, what, am I, what must I do to be saved? He said, listen, he, could, he perceived his heart. His heart was all about goods and how much can I get and, and, and money and wealth and all this sort of fame. And, uh, and Jesus says, well, listen, give away everything you've got to the poor. And he goes, I want that away. See, he knew. God knew. It's not about the money. God wants you to be prosperous and wealthy. God wants you to have more than enough so you can bless others who aren't as quite as fortunate you as you are. So that you can so, so you can be obedient to where he wants you to give and what he wants you to give. Be obedient to exactly what it is. I remember this one time where, where God spoke to me and said, I want you to give away Julie's car. I was like, okay, I can do that. And I came home and I said to Julie, it's like, hey, guess what? What? Well, look, when I was you know, praying and the Lord said to give away your car. It's like, my car? Yeah. Your car, not my car. <laughs> and she was going, if that's God, then he would be speaking to me about giving away my car. And I'm going, oh, yeah, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it with you. <laughs> and, then, and then she prayed about it and it's like God says, yeah, give away your car. So it wasn't like, who's the first person that we see? We're going to give away the car. No, no. We're saying, okay, Lord, you wanted us to give away Julie's car. Who is the one you want it to go to? It's got to be the right person. It's got to be the right one. And when we rang this person up, they said, wow, this is incredible because our engine had just seized and it was going to cost another $2,500 or something for a new engine. They, they had nothing like that money. So when you know this is when it is and where it's to go to, I tell you what, that's a blessing now. And listen, we've been given cars and we've got good cars. We've got amazing bargains how we just get cars. 
because you've already sown that. You've already broken through. You've got a generous heart. You're not going to hold it back and say, no way. What am I going to get out of it? Well, let me see something first. Then I'll give. Uh-uh. doesn't work like that. You've got to have a good heart to bless. Get a vision. Proverbs 29, 18. People with who thrive have vision. They have vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no clear prophetic vision, people wander around aimlessly. They've got no idea where they're going. You've got to have vision. You've got to get behind the vision of forever house. Get behind the vision and God will give you your own vision. How to entwine that and how to help a, a forever house and how to build. God wants you to have vision. He doesn't want you wandering around all over the place. If, you're not, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know if you've arrived? How do you know where you're going? Well, I, well, I don't. Get a vision. Be obedient. Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Oh, dear. Oh, God. You are everything to me. God says, well, I want you to step out by faith and pray for that one. Oh, God, anything but that. You know, you know me, God. You know that I get embarrassed. Oh, God, is that really you? Am I praying to you? Am I hearing your voice? Come on. Be obedient. Don't just hear and not do. Hear and do. Hear and step out by faith. See, that's what it talks about. Don't just, uh, James 1.22, don't just merely listen to the word and so deceiving yourself, do what it says. Do what it says. Do what the Lord is wanting you to do. Another thing is to be faithful, which mean, means giving, living a life of faith, full of faith. Listen, and you don't need much. A mustard seed will, will take said to the mountain, get out of the way. A tiny little mustard seed, God's increasing your faith. He's taking you to a new level, going up, higher and deeper. Be happy. People who thrive are happy people. Happy people. Look at the person next to you and have a look at them. Are they happy? Good, they must be thriving. <laughs> not happy, not thriving. All right. Simple. Have a positive attitude. Be passionate. Come on, David said, is there not a cause? Live in abundance. A life of abundance. God has given you not just life, but life in abundance. You have abundant life in you. You have the Zoe life in you. It's not just, oh, just give me a heartbeat. No, you got more than that. It, 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 it comes out of you. It oozes out. That abundance of God in you. If you are thriving in God, you are thriving in all areas of your life. Come on. If you want to thrive, then this is the time now where God is challenging us, each one of us, to say, I want you to thrive in this particular area. I know you're doing it in this area, but I want you to do it. Come on. All aspects of life, he wants us to thrive in. I'm going to finish with this. If you want to thrive and be fruitful, you've got to forget the past. You've got to forget the past. The past will always try and hold you back. 
your failures, your disappointments. They'll be there saying, hey, listen, you stepped out last time. This is what happened last time. And look what, what where you are. And look what happened. Listen, God's saying, listen, forget the past. Look forward to the future. I've got better things. I've got more things. You're a different person now. You're not the same person. You're growing. You're increased. Generation and generation. Genesis chapter 41, verses 51 and verse 52. It says that Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. It says, for God has made me forget all my toil in my father's house, all the heartache, all the, the disappointments in the past. He called his first son Manasseh. Too bad if you were Manasseh. Forget I want to forget you. <laughs> I want to forget all the hardship, all the pain, all that. You know, forget the past. But then he says he had another son. And the other second son that he had, he called Ephraim. It says, For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Ephraim means doubly fruitful, bountiful. See, to be a thriving person, we've got to forget the past. We don't, we don't just wipe it. We remember, but the pain and the heartache isn't there. We learn from our mistakes. We understand where we've come from. Because if we don't know where we've come from, we don't know how far we've actually come. I, I praise God from where he first found me. Julie had an amazing message about about you know, uh, 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 the love of God and how, how she remembers what that first night where God came and saved her from the life that she was living. I tell you what, we've got to understand that we have been saved from something. That our past is there. It's part of us. But now we choose to forget the disappointments and we forget now the heartache and all the tough times. Listen, it will push us forward knowing that, God, that was then, but now this is now. God, I, that was me way back there, but now look at me. Oh, God, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for Holy Spirit giving me power and empowering me right now. I am not the same person as I was back then. I'm not going to make the same mistakes as I did back then. No way. I'm looking forward to my Ephraim. I'm looking forward to that, that double blessing, that increased harvest, the amazing things now that you've got upon me, Lord. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want us to stand right now. And we're going to have a time. Just as we stand, we are going to be totally honest with the Lord this morning. If you're struggling... In any way, shape, or form, I want us to come out the front here. If you want to thrive, come on, if you want to thrive, we're going to say, Lord, I'm going to deal with this. Lord, I want to help with this area right now. I want help in that area right now. I want you to start to come forward right now. Just start to come forward. Come forward. You're saying, Lord, I want to thrive. I don't want to hold back anymore. I, I know I need some help in some of these areas right now, God. Now, Lord, I'm saying, Lord, I want to have that, uh, that, that, that Ephraim. I want to have the baby now. I don't want to just 
and look at the past and had that as so shocking and and uh, cringe every time. No, Lord, I want to look forward to the future. Thank you, Lord, for dealing with my past. Thank you, God. I don't have to worry about the past anymore. But I know where I've come from. And I know how far you have brought me. And I am totally grateful for that. I want to thrive in your presence. I want to thrive in your church. I want to thrive. Lord, I'm sick and tired. I'm not thriving. I'm not having that good, rich, fertile soil. You know, it's like the parable that Jesus was talking about. The farmer went out and sowed the seeds and some fell onto the hard concrete. Just bounced off. The truth, good words just bounced off. Other places where it says it, it just was on hard ground and it was just... It just couldn't even take root either. It's like, yeah, there's a, and then it was like there's some stony areas and some good soil. It's like, but then it just uh, you know, grew up and then the sun withered it out. And, and others, other time it was like mixed with the thorny and it was like good and bad. It's like, you know, eventually the bad just strangled out the good. Then it talks about good fertile soil. The seeds went in and took root. And there was much that came from that 30, 60, and 100-fold harvest, bearing fruit, bearing fruit in every good work. Thank you, Father. If you're not, down the front here, I'm going to get some leaders to come. We're going to pray for these guys. But if you're not down in front here, I want you to pray for them right now. Just re release your prayers. Just where you are right now. Just say, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're going to help them. So we, can we have the leaders right now just to come out and start to pray for these amazing people. Hallelujah. They want to thrive. Lord, we want to thrive. We want to thrive. We want to thrive, oh God. We are grafted in. We are thrive in your presence, oh God. Lord, I'm sick and tired of not thriving. I'm sick and tired of just making it. Sick and tired of just hanging in there, Lord. I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive in all areas and all aspects, Father. Lord, I thank you. Come into my life right now. Change and rearrange, oh God. Lord, break up old mindset. Break up old habits. Break up those things right now that should not be there. And Father, I want now to cultivate a good thought pattern. I want to cultivate some good things. Lord, you've given me some good keys today. Lord, I know there's others that you've been even giving uh, through Holy Spirit's your unction. And Father, today we thank you that there is more. You've got more for us, oh God. You never leave us and never forsake us, oh God. Lord, you would never bring us this far and say, that's it, you're too hard. I never, never thought it was going to be this hard for you. But Lord, we're saying, God, all things are possible. To those who believe. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. We lift you up. We lift you high. We thank you, Father. You love us. You care for us. You're pouring out upon us right now. You want us to thrive. Thank you, Father.